Beyond Sin 366. You're listening to Beyond Synth Radio. B008.5. Up next, Andy Last has fun chats with awesome synthwave artists. It's time for Beyond Synth. Welcome to the show. This is Beyond Synth, and I am Andy. I host the show. Beyond Synth is the show where I chat with cool people who make cool music. And on the show today, I'm going to be chatting with Volt Age. He's been making music in the synthwave scene for a while, and we've played uh, his tracks over the years, and so it was cool to uh, finally get to know him, and we'll be chatting with him in just a few minutes. And I just realized that when my internet was down, and then I came back and made some shows, in the confusion and distraction, I forgot to do the birthday announcement, so I'm just going to run through them real quick, and then we'll go chat with Volt Age. And I apologize if some of you out there were, like, uh, waiting with... Baited breath, is that the expression? Is that the expression? Hold on. <laughs> I don't know what baited means. It's not baited breath. Waiting with baited breath? Waiting on baited breath. Hold on. Waiting with baited breath is a phrase in English that means to wait anxiously or eagerly. It originates from Shakespeare's The Merchant of Venice and is often used to describe a state of suspense, anticipation, or anxiety. Baited is a shortened form of abated, okay, which means to lessen in severity or amount. Ah, okay, gotcha. Okay, all right, uh, that has nothing to do with anything. Let's uh, do some birthdays. So this is uh, for all the people who had birthdays in May and, uh, I guess, June. These are, of course, awesome people who are uh, supporters of Beyond Synth or were supporters of Beyond Synth and are still on my birthday list because I... So look, happy belated birthday on May 20th uh, to Rower. Hope you had a great birthday to Cat Punk on May 22nd. Hope your birthday was good. On May 27th, we had Big Baby D, a.k.a. Daryl. Hope you had a good birthday. A few days after that, on May 31st, Run the Skyway. Hope you had a good birthday. And then we move into the month of June, where Jimmy Groon celebrated his birthday on June the 3rd. A few days after that, on June 7th, we got Gaz Conlon, who of course is Honeybeard. Or half of Honeybeard. Well, it's hard to say. I think he's... How, how would he describe it? That's a good question. Anyways, I hope he had a good birthday. Skywolf on June 12th. Hope you had a good birthday. Alex Karlinski on the 16th of June. Highway Superstar. Hope his birthday was good. Then on June 25th, it's Jeff Harrington, a.k.a. Junk Mail Jeff. Hope you have a good birthday. I hope Retro Serenade has a good birthday on June 28th. Randy. We just heard him on the trivia episode. He's a cool guy, and I hope you have a lovely birthday. And then finally on June 29th, it's your your friend Estevez, aka Joao. <laughs> 
or I, you know, I've never known how to say that. I hope you have a lovely birthday. And that is all the birthdays. So I apologize for not doing the birthday announcements in two months, but hey, what the hell, man? Who cares? Nobody cares about this segment. Okay. So look, let's listen to a song and then we will go chat with Voltage. So I thought we'd listen to this one. I believe it was one of Marco's picks. Maybe even from last week. Was that, is that true? Anyway, it's called Starflight by Voltage, and then we're going to listen to this, and then when the song is finished, I will be chatting with Voltage. So this is Voltage with Starflight.
Wait while I am here right now with Volt Age. Is that how you say it? Yes, that's that's right. And uh, you are Jonah, is that correct? Yeah, that's uh, that's my normal name. <laughs> I don't know what I'm supposed <laughs> to say. That. Well, it's a pretty normal name, man. Yeah, yeah, it's normal, right? Just a normal name. So, <laughs> listen, let's get to know Jonah here. So we're sort of chatting for the first time right now. And uh, my, my research team has all gone home to bed. And so... I have to uh, do all the research myself, which means I didn't do any. <laughs> so what's your deal, man? What's Jonah like to do? Well, I'm a full-time music producer. I have been uh, doing that for the last uh, one and a half years. But before that, obviously, started making music a lot earlier. And actually, I think, got my introduction into the whole uh, synthwave scene 2014 or 15 or something like that. Actually, in connection with you, I think, there was this guy called Michael Wallace or something. Yeah, yeah, is, that's, is, uh, that's his name. RF Extreme. Yeah, 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 that's it, that's it. <laughs> and this guy, he posted something in the Synthwave Producers uh, Facebook group, a link of mine, and, hey, Andy, this looks like your brother or something. And I don't know if you remember. I do. I, I always find... Uh... <laughs> I, I never know how to feel because I feel like some people, when they see any person <laughs> with like kind of dark hair and dark eyebrows, they'll be like, oh, that person looks like you. Yeah, <laughs> true. Because I'm, I'm always looking for people like I find the idea of having a doppelganger like funny. Yeah. And so if I had I one, <laughs> I would be excited about it yeah. <laughs> because like I, I don't. Like, I don't get upset if people say, like, someone looks like you. I'm like, oh, do they? Like, because I want to meet them and put them in a video or something. Yeah. But then most of the time, they don't look like me. And, like, hmm. we, you can go to your social medias. You don't look like me. We don't look the same. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think I think it was, like, way back then, I had, like, a friend of mine. He took a picture of me, and it was, like, this black and white shot. And I had these, I don't know the English word for it, but this type of beard uh, where you have, like, on the cheeks, you have it a little longer. What what is it called? The English word. I, I just know the German word for it, which is kotletten. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Let me let me. Uh, we'll chat GPT this. Okay, how do you spell the German word? K O T T L E N. Okay, is the German word for what? Uh, <laughs> I think I fucked it up. The spelling. Sideburns. Fuck. Oh. That's it. <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah, and I think I think this this was I the like reason. When it's, when it's described as uh, <laughs> when you have the hair long on the cheeks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I, I don't know the the words for it. Uh, rare, rarely need to use that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I had that, I think, and uh, you had that as well. So I think this was enough uh, yeah. of a criteria <laughs> back then to be like, ah, oh, this is this looks like your brother. Yeah, no one. Uh, I always just get the impression that no one knows what anybody looks like. True. Because <laughs> whenever I do, if I tell anybody, like I, I say, I saw someone that looked like you, I don't do that lightly. Like I, I, I mean it. True. Like when I see someone yeah. that looks like somebody, I like I try and grab video and I'm like, you have no idea. Like this dude, yeah. I got a, a close friend of mine and I saw this guy in the city one day who even walked like him. Oh, and I'm like, fuck, this is amazing. And I'm like filming him with my phone and then, uh, yeah. anyway. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I got, yeah, I get that. Uh, but I think it was more like uh, like a joke. Yeah. But actually, before that time, I was just making tunes for me and like 
two friends of mine and putting them on SoundCloud and then suddenly like overnight basically got a lot of people listening to my stuff and it really kind of started my uh, me like pursuing this music making um, like in a way that I was thinking yeah let's release music and getting excited about it yeah and then made a lot of music and yeah with ups and downs and then with long breaks in between where i did other music and came back to it and yeah it was really like synthwave got me basically started into this uh, journey and now i'm really doing it full time and can make only music which is uh, a blessing <laughs> which is really amazing so why did you make synthwave stuff in the first place i think i was listening like 2012 11 whatever that time i was listening to a lot of french house stuff like breakbots and obviously daft punk and stuff like that and i, I there's like a berlin producer called sirius mo and they also all use like a lot of synth sounds and i was not very familiar with even the concept of a synthesizer back then and a friend of mine he bought an old synth like a cork trident and he was just excited about like this instrument but he couldn't play it and uh, so he was nice enough to borrow it to me for like half a year and I was just so fascinated by the sounds this machine made mm. and I kind of stumbled upon this sound aesthetic and made music without really knowing any synthwave so I didn't listen to synthwave so I just made like these 80s tunes because it, this is what the sound made me do you know yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and And then the story I just told with uh, Michael posting about me uh, happened. And then I realized there were like a lot of people keen on making music with sounds like this. And this is how I got introduced to like the whole uh, genre. And there was this mu movie earlier, like The Drive and whatever people were telling me about. Yeah, so it was basically an accident. I just loved the, the way it sounded. So this is what got me into it. So like, were you doing any musical stuff before? I learned to play the drums when I was a kid, but I was excited about the drums itself, but I was not excited about practicing. Mm. Like, I didn't have a proper band or mates who I could share, like, the, the joy of music making with. And, um, or I, I just didn't pursue it enough. And then I, yeah, I had to sell my kit because I moved out from my parents' house and, like, in a flat, a drum kit is, like, a pain in the ass. Yeah. So I got rid of that. And then a friend of mine, he showed me, like, Garage Band, I think, on his uh, laptop. And I was like, wow, this is sick. I can make music with this. Then I got back into it and was really, like, realized that I was missing it, like, making music. And also great that because I'm not really, like, into, like, the whole theory behind the music. I'm just going with the ear and the vibes. So it was great for me to have, like, the possibility to try over and over again and take my time and learn everything. And, and then I just spent, like, a lot of time making music. And, yeah, I got better through just doing it. And here we are, like, <laughs> 10 years later. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> still, still, still going, yeah. Well, look, how about we, uh, we listen to some... And then, uh, and we'll keep talking. So I want to, uh, I want to listen to the track Volt's theme. Yeah, let's do it. Nice way to start this off. And then we will, we'll keep chatting. So this is a Volt's theme by Voltage. Yeah.
Alright, and that was Volt's theme by Volt Age. And we are here right now with Volt Age, aka Jonah, talking about fiddling with a Korg trident and uh, and learning to play the drums. And uh, how much did you sell your drum kit for? Oh, damn, it was way too cheap. <laughs> I needed the money <laughs> and I regretted it. But yeah, I got back into it and like. Two years ago, I bought another one, but like double the price of the one I sold. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah but I love it. So you have you have room for a drum kit now? Yeah, like I moved to a different city um, where like rents uh, are a little cheaper and it's a lot more like possible to make music and find a place to be loud 24-7. So I have now a studio with a friend of mine who also is a partner of me with the business we do with the music production. Mm. And uh, we have like a nice room with drums and all the instruments we collected over the years and synthesizers. And yeah, it's a real um, yeah dreamland. And I'm really happy about that. Every time I get in there and to work is really a sweet place. Wait, so did you move there specifically because you could have a bigger place to have your drum kit? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, not, not only because of the drum kit, but uh, I, it was uh, basically the decision uh, was live in a small room and pay a shit ton of money for another room to put like some instruments in it and share it with 10 people uh, or move to a different city, have your own room, put your own stuff in there, work there whenever you want and be there with my colleague uh, and make like things very easy to organize and play gigs and whatever produce tracks with other artists uh, if we are in the same city so it all like came together i was like done had enough of my old job and had like built up the music side of things enough so i could concentrate on making music full time What were you doing before then? What was your old job? I, I studied social work and I was working with kids and youth. I don't know if you have stuff like this in uh, Canada, but it's like youth centers basically where kids can come and it's very like easy to go in and go out. And my job was to connect with the kids and then if they needed any help and or counseling or they needed support with some struggle, they could come to us and The goal was to have like good enough relationships with the kids that they would trust you with shit that was going on in their life so you could like help them. And that was, uh, I was doing that for five years. Also had like a small music studio in the basement where I could like make some beats with the kids, nice. which was fun. Yeah, and I really loved the job, but I was kind, uh, I was annoyed uh, by coworkers and my boss. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought it was just a very important job and then COVID, Uh, hit and like they closed down the youth centers and we had like a lot of a lot of the kids had big troubles in that time and I was like thinking that that was the wrong thing to do and I was trying to make like other things happen and uh, to still be there mm -hmm. but their position basically was um, yeah let's just earn money and do nothing which sucked and which frustrated me and then I was like ah no I can't take this no more yeah. we reopened like for one year and so I could have I still had some times time working with the kids and then I decided to yeah it's it's all good now they are back in, in the youth center and they know the new colleagues and whatever and I could leave so Yeah, it was a, a tough decision, but uh, in the end, good for for me and my mental health, I guess. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, hey, man, that's a noble profession. That's nice. 
It's 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 important to do those sorts of things. I know because we ha- we have programs like that around here, but not enough. I'm in a small town. Oh yeah, and so there's nothing for the kids to do. So like, I think last week someone set fire to a garbage can in front of the post office, and like, the post office has all these like burn marks going up the side, like of the bricks. So like, this is what the kids do when they don't have a place to go. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it can really do like you can make amazing things because the the kids have a lot of energy. They they want to do something cool. Something useful even if they know how but like if you take away a lot of the possibilities like we had restrictions that you like couldn't meet with more than like two or three people outside Mm -hmm. you know like in the height of the COVID pandemic and then you had obviously kids that were living like in very close quarters with big families and they wanted to get outside and met with their friends and then obviously they got in trouble but it was always the kids that had already little space i mean the rich kid uh with which has like the big party basement of the parents Mm. uh, he doesn't care because he he can invite his his friends and so i felt like the injustice a little bit was a little bit too much (laughs) for my taste yeah yeah yeah. and yeah this this was the reason why i had enough then at some point and wanted to get away and i kept music all the time so I was only working half half the day and the other time I spent still making music and building like uh, the side hustle you could say mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yeah that's why I was always prepared to do the next step to going like only making music now we should go hang out in that kid's party basement man yeah that, that place sounds sick. sweet <laughs> he's got like arcade machines down there I was just thinking I mean the the burning uh, what trash can in front yeah, of yeah, the yeah. post office <laughs> seems like <laughs> such an 80s thing uh, to do in a movie like you should make the radio show right next to the burning trash can in yeah, front of the, like it's, it's like a little bit of steampunk outfits you know yeah well I can get uh, yeah no that's a, <laughs> I was thinking about that it'd be, it'd be funny to try and get like an actual because we have radio stations around here and there's part of me that sometimes goes like maybe I should go and try and get like an actual radio job I think that'd be hilarious but the, the problem is since I'm in like a small town in sort of like a, a rural area, like, you know, the countryside. Yeah. And so it's all like country music. Ah, uh, damn. So like all <laughs> the radio stations here are just country music and uh, it's bad. It's bad stuff. Yeah, they, need some, they need something new, Andy. They need something new. I mean, you have the you have a great voice for radio. You should start the synthwave uh, revolution over the normal radio waves. Dude, I would love to do that. <laughs> that would be sick. Because not only do all these radio stations play bad music but they play like the same 30 songs like over and over oh, again yeah and if it, it's so frustrating even when it's music <laughs> i like yeah because i like 80s music sure. but then whenever any radio station does like a it's an all 80s weekend you would oh, think yeah. yeah you would think that the 80s was like 20 <laughs> artists because it's like yeah. they just play the same fucking 40 songs from like and i'm like dude it was like 10 year period like there's like <laughs> hundreds of songs you could play like every time it's just fucking okay here's fucking billy idol fucking white wedding and oh here's this like they play the same fucking songs yeah. and it's not that they're bad songs it's just like i have a synthwave playlist of just like you know synth pop tracks that's like bigger than any radio station playlist of like 80s music yeah and like hey, whatever anyway look listen Let's, <laughs> yeah, let's, let's let's go listen to some music. Or let's something. listen to some music. We're listening to some voltage. That's what we're gonna do. Um, I want to listen to uh, the track "Sensual Overdrive." Oh yeah, because this is a cool one. We got some cowbell in there, and uh, that's what I like to hear. So let's uh, check it out. This is Voltage with "Sensual Overdrive." Oh yeah. 
And that was Sensual Overdrive by Voltage. And I'm here with Voltage right now, Jonah. Oh, yeah. Talking about music production and uh, social work and youth centers and party basements. <laughs> Indeed. Yeah. Okay, answer me this question here. Okay, Commando Ninja. Oh, because there's a song and it's on your SoundCloud, but then when I go to the band camp, mm-hmm. it says that the soundtrack is by some guy called Thomas. That's true. Uh, I mean, they made for the movie, it's like a full-blown movie, like over an hour long on YouTube. Uh, they made like a score, obviously. Mm. And one of the guys, I, I'm not sure how it came about, but like one of the guys approached me and they liked the my song, The Pleasure Operator. And they wanted to ask if I could do like a theme song for their movie because they want that aesthetic. Yeah. So I composed it, but it was released as part of the score. So I think on Bandcamp, you can get it via the whole collection of tracks. Uh, But it is actually composed by uh, me and friends of mine main guy with uh, together with me is uh, uh, Michael Wagner he also composed the pleasure operator with me and also the same vocalist is singing on it so we just assembled the same assembled the same crew <laughs> and got together again and did a song for them yeah Okay, okay. Yeah, I just wanted to make sure because I saw it. It's a great song. Like, we'll listen to it later. But, like, well, actually, that and Pleasure Operator are both, uh, are both fun songs that we'll listen to. But that was, the, that was my question because I saw it on your thing. I'm like, oh, so he made the song. And then when I went to band camp, it was just listed under the other guy, like uh, yeah. this Thomas dude. And I'm like, wait a second. What the hell is going yeah, on here? The, Thomas is a great guy. And also Ben uh, from Commando Ninja, you should also, like for everyone listening, definitely check out. They are just making part two. So uh, it's amazing. But I think the soundtrack was published through Lakeshore Records and I had some hiccups with them. So I'm finally glad it's finally on my platforms as well, like on Spotify and whatever. Mm-hmm. I also get something off the streams and everything so <laughs> yeah yeah so who's yeah. the singer uh, it's uh, maram i was looking basically for a shaka khan like voice uh, and i was asking michael my friend who i wrote pleasure operator with um and he was like i know i know a girl and she has this amazing voice and he studied on a, at a university for music uh, here in germany pop academy mannheim it's called and uh, there are like a lot of amazing singers artists drummers guitarists whatever and he knew her and we got in contact with her and she was really keen on doing it and so we got it done and she's amazing yeah yeah well definitely like it uh, you you nailed what you were going for with these those two tracks like they sound legit so they're fun. <laughs> yeah it's a nice experiment like I, I like to bring like a more modern aesthetic but for those tracks it's just so fun to get into the small bits and pieces and try to make it really sound old in a way and still modern production value but like make the sounds and the choices of sounds and obviously the guitars and everything inside like a little bit more authentic I could say yeah so you said you guys now have like a like you're doing music full time. So is that mm-hmm. retro inspired stuff or are you doing all sorts of music production? It's uh, different kinds of uh, music, obviously. Uh, Voltage is uh, now, I, I spend a lot of time making the tracks that are will be coming out throughout the year, which is like one part. And then I have another project, which is called Poli Poli, where the two of us, uh, my friend and I, we really like just 
come up with when we make music together. Mm. And then we have other projects where we produce for other artists, which range from stoner rock to uh, modern like R&B type music or beat art. Uh, so it's, it's very different kind of genres, but it's great because the tools we use, like the instruments can be used in so many ways. And it's um, very fun to experiment and try to use it in different ways and make different music with it. Also, it's cool to get different people in, in the studio and see how they use it, you know, and capture that and make it sound good. Yeah. So do you have one of those studios with the foam on the walls? Yeah, I have like <laughs> not, not everywhere, not everywhere. Uh, and I don't know if you, what do you mean by foam? You mean those, like those triangle foams? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, no, no, not like that. Now it's like uh, we built like big panels and everything because obviously if you have live drums, you have to take care of the room acoustics. Otherwise it sucks. <laughs> oh, you do like those homemade panels with like the rock wool stuff yeah, inside? Ro- rock wool, right. And then like in the corners, we built some bass traps and yeah we, we did a pretty big project there and i always like when i see when people do that and it all looks very nice because what i've done <laughs> is um i've basically hung like uh moving blankets all over my room <laughs> so i look like i'm inside a fucking moving blanket box or something it's not very cool looking it's more like uh, you know like those when when kids build like these castles mm-hmm. out of uh, yeah. blankets <laughs> and chairs and whatever a fort we used to call that building a fort. That's a fort, yeah. Also pretty 80s, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, the kids nowadays, they just play on the phone, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no more fort building, man. Yeah, yeah. We should like encourage people to build more forts. Yeah. yeah, I feel like I'm more interested in doing that stuff than like my my kids are. Yeah, yeah true. <laughs> when I make videos and stuff, I will be making the arts and crafts where like I'm downstairs cutting cardboard and colored paper and like yeah. little painting sets from the dollar store and stuff like <laughs> making little done. props. And I'm like, why am I doing this? Like I'm an adult. Yeah. Like this is a <laughs> yeah. where's the where are the kids? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's not true. Like my, my daughter is more artistic, I suppose. Like she's always yeah. doing art stuff, but my son is just all into video games. So there's uh, there's very little arts and crafts coming out of that guy. Yeah, there are uh, phases for everything, and there are more worlds to discover, I guess. Yeah, but hey, I, it's it's hard for me to really be upset about it because <laughs> like I'm mostly just playing video games and on my computer all the time, so it's hard. Yeah, to be like. Hey, get out there and do something. And then they look at me and I'm like, what are you doing? I'm like, well, I'm on my computer, you know. Yeah. Before you see it, your son will have like his radio shows on the internet. It's just (laughs) like my dad. Well, I'm just worried that uh, because I I saw these videos online of um, game streamers who are just like streaming like all day. Oh, yeah. And they they have headphones on for like 14 hours a day and they have like dents in their heads. Really? Yeah. Because if you you wear headphones for too long... You shave your head and you'll have like a dent in your head. What? Yeah. What? Yeah. That seems like, uh, well, I mean, if you wear it when you're growing. Well, no, because it's it, they're adults. It's like, because if you just have it on for 14 hours a day, headphones. That's insane. <laughs> then it like, it's sort of like, I think your head will go back to normal. <laughs> it's like, because it's pushing down the, like, you know, like whatever, like the, you, you got like fat in your head and. Anyway, look. <laughs> Damn, I'm wearing headphones now. I'm scared. I, so am I. I. After watching that video, I got all paranoid. I'm like, oh, maybe I'll 
every every few minutes like just rotate the top of the headphones so they never sit in one place for too long um, good one good one good tip I don't I don't know if it works it's just it's just my idea most of my ideas are bad listen well we just talked about it so why don't we listen to it um, let's listen to the Commando Ninja song which is the theme for uh, the movie Commando Ninja hell yes and it's good and it's featuring uh, you say how do you say your name Maram like that Maram El Tsoki it's is she's cool she's cold yeah okay well we're gonna listen to this right now because it's good <laughs> yeah. stuff and uh, and then we'll keep chatting so this is the commando ninja the or is it actually called commando ninja theme or just commando ninja is the name of the song i think it's commando ninja yeah well then that's the name all right <laughs> anyway here it is <laughs> He's been through hell, he fought to beat him all 
Alright, and that was Commando Ninja by Volt Age featuring Maram. Please say her last name again. Eldsoki. Eldsoki. Yes. Is that correct? That's it. Okay. It's <laughs> yeah. tricky when there's these names where there's like a D and then an S. Yeah, yeah. I feel you. I'm trying to start a new era in the show where I stop being confused by the pronunciation of people's names. Whole new thing. Like, no more badly pronounced names. Yeah. Insane. Which which is going to cut like half an hour out of each show. <laughs> that's, that's like, yeah, it's a good concept. <laughs> do, you, do you enjoy producing stoner rock for people? That was like a great experience, actually, because I have like this big old recording desk and a couple of microphones and everything. We drove it to a hut in the woods and stayed there for two weeks and we recorded every day and uh, we basically built like a small studio inside this wooden hut and we went bow shooting and music recording and barbecuing which was a great combination and yeah this for two weeks and then it came out great it's also a great band so it was great hanging out with the guys and lots of fun whose bow was it actually like i have two bows and like one of the guys also had a bow and yeah I, I'm into I got into bow shooting uh, during uh, COVID times it was my it's my COVID hobby okay <laughs> I, I tried to combine all the hobbies into one so mine was uh, shooting a bow at loaves of bread I just learned to cook <laughs> He's like, oh, I can learn to make yeast bread and all this stuff and like this dough. And then I would fucking set up the loaf, yeah. get out my bow. And do the Wilhelm Tell. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the kids hold that up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was very yeah. fun for my kids to... Uh... <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Sounds great. So then what'd you do then? Like, is, was this still when you were living in a, in a smaller place? Like, where, where do you go and shoot bows in Germany? Like, were you just indoors doing targets or did you go to the woods? Uh, no, I was like, the place I stayed in or lived in was not, wasn't that big. But when they closed everything down, I went to like my parents' place and they have like a garage and we put up, uh, my brother and I would put up uh, uh, an arrow target uh, in the garage. So we didn't like shoot towards the neighbors and yeah, <laughs> it worked out after a couple of attempts. What inspired bow shooting? I think uh, my brother just like he had birthday and he got a bow from a friend of his and I was like, wow, this is amazing. And like we obviously we carved bows when we were little and like I always had fun doing it. But this was like the first time shooting like a bow that was like properly made and that lasted longer than two weeks, you know? Yeah. yeah. And uh, I was like fascinated by it. It was like this amazing thing. Yeah, then shortly after I had to get myself one and then we basically spent a lot of time in front of the practice uh, targets and they're like small uh, like areas where you can drive to in the woods where you have like these parkours where you can go like, I don't know, 30 stations and they hide like little targets in the wood, like like <laughs> little, little rubber wolves or little rubber dinosaurs or whatever, mm. just like in the Commando Ninja. And then you, <laughs> you would uh, try to hit that target with the ball. And it's uh, really lots of fun. And also because I shared it with my brother, it was even more fun. Yeah. I don't think I've ever really like used a real bow, but like, do the arrows get like dull? Like, is there like arrow maintenance <laughs> you have to do? Like, how does that yeah. work? The most important thing is you have to buy like the tips for it, which are the explosive ones of, <laughs> uh, of Rambo, obviously. Yeah. And then you don't have to take care of anything because 
it just dissolves itself the problems you know yeah 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 no <laughs> no, no it's it's really uh, straightforward you can buy the arrows and have like different types of weights and tips and uh, and then also the draw weights of the different bows are depending on how much you can pull and obviously you start really easy because it's hard on the fingers and uh, if you release the string like a thousand times it really rubs on the fingers so you have to like work your way up the the weight and then it's really insane uh, how easy it is i mean it's really like throwing i i think it's one of the most intuitive things i ever tried like easiest to learn things i guess it seems to be really uh, something that humans did for a long time <laughs> you have like special gloves no I, i don't have gloves but you can buy like shit ton of different kind of cool medieval looking <laughs> things but i still have to make my bow like chrome and arrows like neon lighting and stuff nice. like that to make the first synthwave bow ever you know yeah yeah that yeah. would be cool yeah that sounds like fun because <laughs> i don't do any of that stuff it's funny it's like I play so many, you know, video games with, you know, guns and bows and these sorts of things. But then in real life, I've never really pursued it. I mean, you live in a small town. You got maybe, I don't know, you got some space out there. Uh, it's really beautiful. Yeah, like I could. I mean, like I do live in an area where I'm sure there's lots of, well, I do know there's lots of people here like <laughs> hunt and have guns and stuff like that. And yeah. I'm sure like they'd be happy to, you know, <laughs> I've got some friends who could take me. But like, I just, it's weird. Yeah. I've, I have a weird uh, aversion to those things. Like when things are yeah. dangerous, like it's fun for me when they're toys. <laughs> and then when it's real, it sort of just changes the vibe. It's why True. I didn't learn True. to drive for such a long time because I was, I just think about hitting people yeah. with the car. It's very intense. It's this whole pressure, yeah. you know, to be like, oh, you got to be really safe. You got to fucking make sure. So I drive very slowly like an old lady. So like, <laughs> I still haven't got a license. So I never decided to have one always going with a bike and always complaining about the car drivers, mm -hmm. but it's easy in Germany, you know? Yeah. Distances are a lot shorter and there's like a lot of trains going around everywhere. So it's a lot easier to do here than in Toronto or uh, Toronto area. Yes, definitely like uh, Europe, just the, the transit system over there is just a lot more robust. I mean, like if you're in Toronto itself, yes, there's buses and there's subways and stuff like that. But yeah. where where I live, you have to drive. Yeah. There is no bus. Like it's just, we're just yeah. a small town. It's a bunch of small towns interconnected. There yeah. used to be a bus, you know, like maybe like 20 years ago. And then with COVID, a lot of buses like shut down. So there's... Oh, really? Damn. So there is a whole bunch of of things now that like I'm so out of touch where I where I go uh, I hope uh, you know to go back to the city sometime and then I go on the <laughs> internet and there's like not a bus anymore that goes there yeah and I'm like what like Damn. when where's the fucking bus like this is crazy so yeah. so I had to learn to drive but I just did it now so I'm 41 I just got my <laughs> license in congrats October you know what I mean it's yeah. really weird to learn to drive when you're 40 yeah i can imagine that, especially like in a smaller town uh, like everybody's driving when they're like 12 or something yes i mean yeah. it's nice because i can practice mm -hmm. so that's the nice part about True. being in a small town is because i can drive my kids to school and like it gives me practice because we're not in the city and it's not super crazy although yeah i did piss <laughs> off some lady the other day and she <laughs> i i was being so fucking careful too and it always we weirds me out if i did something wrong and i pulled out into this road And then all of a sudden, this lady showed up out of nowhere right behind me. Damn. And I swear, I looked. I was fucking looked, and I didn't <laughs> see anybody. 
And then she's she's fucking honking her horn because I cut her off, but like I literally Damn. didn't see her. Yeah. But also too, she was slightly to blame because we were in front of the school, so she shouldn't have been driving so fast that she had to like pump her That's brakes. It. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Because I'm like, hey, hold on, like we're in a school here, like we're driving slow. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. And so anyway, so she chased me. <laughs> what? <laughs> she chased me a few blocks and like was like yelling and then tried to drive up beside me to yell at me. <laughs> and then like. And I'm I'm pulling off to the side of the road because there's this old lady like who's walking, so I'm I'm moving the car to give her space. And then this lady's trying to move to the other side of me to yell <laughs> at me while she's like chasing me. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? I go back to the school afterwards and I'm like talking to the crossing guard. I'm just like, Okay, did you see what happened this morning? Like, what was that? Like, did where did that lady come from? Like, I didn't see her. And crossing guard was like, I actually didn't see her either. She just sort of came out of nowhere. I'm like, what the fuck? It's like a ghost yeah. car. Yeah, I think you should get into explosive tips. Yeah, of yeah. <laughs> <those>. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, damn. That sounds intense. It was uh, it's, it's fucking really <laughs> shitty way to start your morning. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like cuz in the morning I'm I'm tired. I got to like my kids, I got to tell them to do everything like they just won't do anything. Like it's just like, "Oh, brush your teeth, get up, eat your <laughs> breakfast, do all this." Yeah. And then, you know, then then to just be, like, chased by some angry lady. It was just, like, just well, to change yeah, the vibe intense. of my day. Yeah. I, I, I can imagine. Sounds very intense. Well, yeah. listen. I tell you what, though. What what calms <laughs> me down is listening to great music. That's good. And I want to uh, I want to listen to this track from Volt Age. It's called Dawn Hunter. Ooh. This is a good one, featuring some guy called Jacob. Yes. Um, how do you say his last name? He's it's uh, called uh, Jacob Beatke. He's a very good friend of mine, uh, a great guitarist, and yeah, we love making music together. And yeah, uh, it's. Uh, a, a really fun track uh, we basically we came up with in the last 10 minutes of like a weekend of making music and nothing else came out of the weekend except for this track which we started like in the last 10 minutes so I'm really really proud of that one and yeah enjoy <laughs>
Alright, and that was Don Hunter by Voltage featuring Jacob. I'm going to say this correctly. What? Beat K? Like that? Yes. So that's fun. So he's one of your uh, musical buddies. Yeah, he is. He also uh, is living now uh, in the same city as I am, which is great because uh, we can hang out and make music together really easily and we can hang out in each other's studios. He also has a place here and uh, he can play the guitar in, in a amazing ways and I'm really lucky to have him join me on a couple of my productions. I miss that about being in the city but I wish like because I always liked the idea of some sort of artist co-op yeah because there was times where I found it very difficult to work from home <laughs> and I was always like oh wouldn't it be cool if we all had like a space but like of similar minded people where it's like oh if, if I was doing video editing you know there's like a space with a bunch of computers and I can hang out with other video editors and you know you can work and share tips and stuff while you're doing things and I like the idea of having like you know your musical buddies within within range that you can you know just jam with and oh, it's it's such a pleasure um, it's uh, also the f like obviously when I was younger it was easier when like neighbors basically came over uh, to hang out but now after like this break of like working and everything it wasn't that easy now it's again becoming very easy to just invite people and work together with them it's it's just great because we built this space exactly for the purpose that people are like keen on coming and are excited and happy to be there and then also the music that comes out of a place like this is often uh, a really nice really nice and uh, like in a way like resembles the vibes mm -hmm. and uh, that's really important for me and i just enjoy yeah and, and i'm enjoying i'm really enjoying it it's great especially with jacob it's amazing because we are friends for like 15 years or something so we really uh, help each other a lot with the music oh shit i called him jacob yeah But you, you pronounced it Jakob. In German, uh, you would say Jakob, but I think he would appreciate being called Jacob Bebetke. Yeah. So it sounds really <laughs> cool if you say it like in this American-Canadian accent, you know? So what are you doing when you're not making music then? It sounds like you have a pretty intense sort of like music life. So what do you do when you're not doing that stuff? I'm really uh, traveling around a little bit and shooting bows. And I'm recently started learning a new martial art. Uh, which is called Nogi Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, which mm -hmm. is a very complicated name. I don't know if you know it. It's like grappling or wrestling uh, without like the this Japanese suit. Just like basically trying to yeah strangle the other guy or uh, gal, uh, depending on whichever is in front of you. And yeah. uh, you learn different <laughs> techniques. And it's a lot of fun. It's very exhausting. It's a great workout. And I found a really nice group here where I live. And... Yeah, I'm enjoying it, and it's uh, really fun to learn all those different concepts and ideas. Do they do co-ed Brazilian jiu-jitsu with uh, men and women in the same class? Yeah, yeah, it's just uh, like everybody can join. It's also not weird or something. It's a uh, very uh, good and comfortable atmosphere, and obviously people are not there to like kill each other, um, or to help each other, or like develop the skills together and show each other the skills, and then you you can go hard if. If you want to and you have to just communicate with the other person you're rolling with uh, what's the level of intensity you and I want to go mm -hmm. and then you just basically do some how do you say rough and uh, rough play <laughs> yeah like kids like kids fighting basically 
but a little bit more sophisticated, I hope, at least. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's good. You sound like a pretty physical guy then, man. You're jiu-jitsuing and shooting bows. Look at that. You're yeah, like I, a- just, I just enjoy it. It's just amazing, like the... the the sensations and the, and the, uh, like to be able to move the body in certain ways or control it in certain ways. If you have to like hold the ball or move in a certain way, it's just very like some things are just very complicated. And it's amazing to me if somebody has the skill. So I'm trying to like spend the time and and learn as uh, as many skills as possible. Yeah, it's precious. <laughs> yeah, it's a good thing to do, man. Because I I don't do anything, so like my body's fucked. Like it's just. <laughs> All I do, I just wake up in the morning and I just crack all over the place. It's like fucking and like I turn my head the wrong way and then my neck's fucked for like two weeks. Like that's the life I'm living. Damn. Yeah, maybe uh, you should like, uh, <laughs> maybe you should do something about it. <laughs> I, I don't know. It's amazing. It's, it, 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 I can really recommend. That's all, all I can say. I mean, I, I'm cracking too and I'm just like 32 now, but mm. I, I get the cracks. But I'm just like everybody tells you, you just gotta do something, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just trying to enjoy it and hoping that uh, in the meantime, I stay kind of fit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it's a good thing to do because I got 10 years on you, you know? So if I had, uh, you know, done what you were doing when I was your age, (laughs) a young whippersnapper, as we call them. Whippersnapper, I like that. Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> that's technically a phrase that's reserved for like ancient people, but whatever, <laughs> yeah. it's all good. Yeah, I mean, uh, I can recommend listening to Voltage while doing fun stuff and yeah. working out. <laughs> this is like the main purpose of my music, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like uh, I ride my bike, obviously, because I can't drive the cars. I am not allowed to drive the cars. Mm. And yeah, if I listen to the music, I'm thinking about riding my bike very often. It's, it's kind of a cool uh, thing to imagine people being like excited by the music and working out and moving and everything so yeah um, shooting bows shooting bows yeah. <laughs> <laughs> shooting bows it reminds me of this <laughs> I was actually I lived in Toronto for three and a half months oh when was that in 2012 2012 okay, yep. and I was there with a friend a friend of mine he visited me like in the middle of the trip there and we were like hanging on the couch and there was this show on uh, I'm not sure something about duck hunting and like these southern uh, uh, southern states guys mm. and the thing you just said about bow hunting it sounded like this one guy from the show he said yeah we're just going blowing up some beaver dams oh were you watching oh what the fuck was it <laughs> like they, they, they had like long hair and long beards yeah, yeah it's really it's ridiculous oh it's, it's, fuck what was that show called yeah, like some something duck, hunt, duck hunting and beaver blowing up some beaver dams damn it. I don't know the, yeah yeah the, the, the hilarious guy. hold on let's see if chat GPT knows. <laughs> yeah let's okay go. Um, uh, okay what was the reality show with <laughs> old guys with long beards in the south yeah. That's a pretty vague question. Duck Dynasty? Yes. <laughs> that's it. That's fucking amazing. That's a, that's a really good memory of, of this time. We, we really laughed hard at lo- that show. <laughs> I love the idea that that's your Toronto memory. No, it's not my Toronto memory at all. It's just like one thing that came to mind when you said like, yeah, bow, bow, bow shooting. Yeah. yeah, that would be something they would do. Yeah. Well, look, man, listen. 
we can probably uh, we can probably wind down, but I want to listen to another song. Let's do it. So let's listen to Pleasure Operator because this is an awesome song. Yeah. Even though this is, uh, I guess, really not a theme for anything, it certainly sounds like something. Yeah. Like when I was listening to it, I'm like, this sounds like a theme song for something. Um, yeah. And it's That's great. Vibes. You, you really nailed that <laughs> sound. So, and it's another one featuring uh, Maram singing. Yes. And uh, it's a good time. So this is uh, Pleasure Operator. Yeah, enjoy.
And that was Pleasure Operator by Voltage featuring Maram El Zoki. Zoki. Yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> I'm trying, man. <laughs> so good. Well, it's uh, it's good stuff. You make cool tunes. Thanks a lot. You've been uh, and you've been uh, around for a while making those tunes. So. Indeed. Which means you were a young guy if you're only fucking in the 30s now. So like when you started Voltage, were you like 20? Three? What, what? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, I was like fooling around. And then, uh, yeah, it seems to be that I was like more one of the younger guys. But uh, as it was only like avatars and a Facebook group, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I didn't like feeling for me like that. I was like a young guy. Yeah. What were you doing in Toronto? I was staying there because I was uh, studying Russian martial art, <laughs> which was uh, it's called Sistema. And there's like this one school in Toronto, which is like a, a headquarters outside of Russia. And as I don't speak Russian, mm. I earned some money with like a job after school. And originally I wanted to go visit Japan and see Japan. But then Fukushima was there and I got my money not spent and mm. had to back out of that plan. And then I was like, hmm, what else to do? And then I randomly stumbled upon this guy and was like curious and I was like yeah I got some money let's do this and before I start university and then I went and I just basically trained there and then in the middle I did this little trip with my friend where we watched Duck yeah. Dynasty <laughs> and we saw a little bit of the Ontario countryside and yeah it was really nice um, great experience and Yeah, I loved uh, Toronto. I uh, stayed in Little Italy. Um, I was like a housekeeper for uh, basically a church. I, I exchanged like light bulbs and help with stuff that was going on in the house. Yeah, yeah. And for that, I could sleep uh, like in the library. <laughs> They put up a bed there. <laughs> and so I was, it was really nice. Well, that's cool, yeah. man. It sounds like you've, uh, you've yeah. done lots of interesting <laughs> things. Yeah. Had a lot of, a lot of uh, random things maybe also. <laughs> yeah, yeah, But yeah. Lots of uh, fun also all the time. And yeah, it basically brought me here still making Vault Edge music, which is good. Yeah, I'm really enjoying it. Wait, so were you living in the priory of a church, like one, of, like the house that's next to the church, or in an yeah, actual? that's it, yeah, okay. yeah, that's it, yeah. They had like a small room where they had like all their books and a computer, <laughs> which they never used, and uh, like uh, two old priests, very nice guys, and they were not like that fit anymore, so they had someone help them, and I was like doing all the stuff where you needed to lift and carry stuff around. How do you find out about that as a option? Uh, through my dad. He uh, used to be uh, like uh, a monk before he married my mother <laughs> and, and uh, actually a priest and he still has friends also in the States and I was in, he was just asking a friend of him if he knows somebody in Toronto and then somebody came back with hey we need someone and this is how I ended up there It was really like just by chance. You know whenever I hear about people being monks it's really hard not to picture like the haircut from like uh, yeah 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 like the and i i always it's like but modern monks don't have to have that bowl cut yeah i actually i don't even know what does it mean i mean <laughs> it seemed to be a thing maybe it can come back now like it's super maybe this will be the ultimate hipster move oh yeah yeah <laughs> just like, like old monk yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah, not not like dressing it, but just the haircut. Imagine like people making like the the bald head, but like with the hair yeah, going yeah, yeah. around. <laughs> That would be pretty edgy, I, I think. 
Well, we can uh, we can start that trend. That'll be the next fucking. Uh, I, I'm not sure I want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm glad I don't have to do that. Actually, yeah. <laughs> well, look, man. Listen, the bottom line is this. I hope you have a. Oh, what's going on? Is there sirens? Oh no, there's like a big. I don't know. Uh, what is it? Uh, not a truck. It's more like this. Ah, oh, fuck! English vocabulary. I don't know. Machine, big machine driving by my window. Yeah. <laughs> it was a transformer. Yeah. <laughs> Stop this now. Well, look, you have a lovely German day. Uh, thanks so much. And uh, and keep on making cool tunes. And I'm it's I'm glad you uh, you know you're able to do it full time now with your friends yeah, and you yeah. got a studio that's exciting totally yeah uh, feel uh, free to check it out on uh, my Instagram or something yeah and uh, if you like the music there will be like the next tune will be coming out next Friday so uh, June 30th and then every month I will have like a new tune until almost the end of the year and then all the tracks together will make like my first actual album so I'm pretty excited for everyone to finally hear it finally I got over myself and yeah I'm sharing the music with the world so yeah thanks everyone for listening yeah man and what's uh, where can people go what are the, the the social medias yeah the social medias is uh, the Instagrams of course uh, which is I am Vault Age and uh, from there uh, you can like obviously Bandcamp I'm just uh, producing a first run of t-shirts there you can pre-order them um, I still have some vinyls of my other tracks you just heard like Pleasure Operator Dawn Hunter they are up on Bandcamp and then like still have Facebook but I rarely use it actually it's just too many platforms to please which sucks yeah, yeah. and uh, so I think Instagram is for the Instagram and Bandcamp are the main main platforms and of course SoundCloud if you yeah, still are on there and enjoy listening to music on there cool man thanks so much well listen <laughs> uh, have a great day and be cool and uh, and we will we will continue to uh, to play the music of Voltage. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the pleasure operator looks forward to operating more pleasure mm. in the different years. <laughs> and yeah, enjoy. <laughs> and thanks so much. All right. Cheers, dude. Yeah. Bye. All right, and that was my chat with Voltage. I hope you enjoyed that. I had fun uh, talking to him. It's really cool when there's people who have been in the scene for like such a long time to like finally get to know them because uh, I don't even know where I'm going to go in this sentence. It's just nice to get to know people, okay? That's the bottom line. So thanks for listening to the show. Tune in next time to Beyond Synth, the best synthwave chat show there is. For those of you who don't follow me on Instagram, I did a, a live chat the other day. So just to let you all know, I know that this season we've been trying to do more sort of experimental and silly things, and it's been a little light on on classic style Beyond Synth interviews. So uh, I have scheduled a bunch of interviews with guests who I haven't had on the show before uh, just because I wanted to make sure we still had plenty of, uh, you know, of, uh, new artists coming on the show and uh, and having fun chats with new people and stuff like this. But there will still be a lot of silliness. There's one episode while the internet was down that I recorded that is so stupid, but then the internet came back on and so I didn't know what to do with it. So it's coming at some point. It's very dumb. I feel like people are just going to be annoyed by how stupid it is. But look, the bottom line is this. Have a lovely day. Have a lovely week. Have a lovely weekend. Thanks for listening to the show. Tune in next time and uh, keep being cool. All right. So uh, I'm Andy and this has been the best synthwave chat show there is. 
Beyond Synth Radio is produced by Andy Last. Check the show notes for more information on the musicians featured on the show. Beyond Synth is made possible by listeners like you. Consider supporting Beyond Synth at patreon.com slash beyondsynth. Thanks for listening.